0: Hey, Xiao Mao, Dan here. OMG. Dreams do come true if you believe hard enough. And I'll tell you why. Okay, many years ago, I came across the happiness guru, Zandra Wee and my life just changed. Uh, when I came across her videos on happiness, I was immediately captivated by her energy and her high vibes and her awesome accent and that signature pop hairstyle of hers and the content that she puts out right is totally up my alley because she talks about life about happiness about growth about obstacles about unhappiness about our struggles and she keeps it really real practical and she dives deep so when I discovered her, I immediately went down a rabbit hole. I consumed every single video of hers and you know she has a lot of videos because she created like one video every day for a very, very, very long time. I think she has like 500 over videos if I'm not wrong now. So I left up everything and after that, I told myself, okay, this woman, this lady, just a say was amazing? And I told myself one day, I am going to work with Xandria. So I planted that seed. So a while ago, <laughs> I fearlessly, I don't know why, one finally I just decided to drop her an email and I told uh, Zandria that, you know, who I am, you know, sorry for this obtrusive email, Blah like, yada, 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 I would love to work with you. And then one thing led to another, we had a discussion, and uh, this is very precious because Zandria, this year, uh, she told me that she's very intentional, she's going to be very intentional about the way she uses her time, and she's already beginning to, um, you know, turn away and turn down a lot of engagements. So um, we're very lucky that she said yes to working with the Laito Academy And then not too long ago, we did this thing called the Happiness Playbook And the Happiness Playbook is all about overcoming life's challenges and living each day with joy Because I was like, you know, happiness is something that we all want, right? Like I don't have to sell you on the concept of happiness, you want to be happy But if all of us want to be happy, then what's stopping us? What's making it so difficult? What's caught blocking us? So. In today's episode, we're super happy and delighted and excited to be able to share with you an excerpt from the Happiness Playbook and enjoy!
1: The next part of our event, our live event today, which is the live fire side chat. So, okay, I have this question that is ringing in my head, right? which is, you are zendra 2.0 right now, right? or 3.0, 4.0. <laughs> What was Zandria 1.0 like before, you know, you were doing all this, before you reached this level of self-awareness? Zandria
2: 1.0 was very righteous. I was very confident and I didn't know that true confidence is building your self-worth from within where you're not constantly seeking validation. So confident I was very like sure of myself. If I have an opinion or I feel like I'm right, you know, I would stand up for myself. Cannot let people take advantage of you. Anger is normal, you know. I was very much like that. And then also at the same time, I was, I was a very optimistic and positive person. So then naturally, you know, I feel like uh, I'm very happy and I could not recognize when I'm actually suffering. I could not recognize where my desire to be right was robbing me of my contentment of that moment mm. and it wasn't until my parents' divorce, I think, and I wrote about that in a book as well that I saw how my mom managed to handle the entire divorce so gracefully and and she's happy and it was like so much peace and no not much suffering, no suffering. And it's not because, like, she didn't love my dad. I mean, my dad had an affair, came home, told her that he wants to be with somebody else. So my mom was very blindsided, you know. Of course, she felt betrayed and hurt. But she doesn't welcome anger in her life. So, you know, she doesn't feel like a victim. And at that point, you know, we were all, my brother and myself, we were very, like, flabbergasted because my mom is packing everything for my dad, you know, moving out. Uh, and then labeling some more T-shirts, you know, give him six plates You know, all this kind of stuff And then my brother and I said, like, wow, even in Korean drama, you don't see people Doing that, you know, normally they just chop everything In garbage bag outside, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Correct And so then it occurred to me, like, oh my god Why do I Want my mom To see herself as A victim, mm-hmm. when she don't See herself as a victim My mom feels like he didn't do anything to her, even though they were married for 32 years because she didn't attach her self-worth to his actions, you know? She didn't wow. attach his actions as to whether he she's worthy of love or not. Right. She loved him very much, but she didn't attach her self-worth to what he does or what he doesn't do. And I think I learned so much from that. And I think Zandria 2.0 started... From there, when I could see what real happiness is, and how to genuinely feel empowered and
1: not feel like a victim. Wow. I think it's amazing because your mom, a lot of people preach, like a lot of people, or, or we all read a lot of books like yeah. that, but your mom actually practiced it, you know, if, without yeah. even talking about it. She just embodied it when yes. shit hit the span, right? She just uh, led by example, lah, I think. Yeah. 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 So hi, auntie. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah, the mom, man is here. mom
0: is here. Okay. In the group. Say hi to Auntie. We to auntie, hi.
1: Auntie, yeah. Suzanne.
0: auntie Suzanne. Auntie Thank you Suzanne. you
2: yeah. that. Hi, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, Auntie. You're the boss, man. You're the boss. She's my guru. She's my guru. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So 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 hmm. where did Auntie get her, her chops of you know knowing how to practice what? this? She didn't have a be happy always to read, you know. So how come she was like that? <laughs>
2: My mom's born a saint.
1: (laughs) Mm. I'm not (laughs) a (laughs) saint. I just don't believe in suffering. Don't believe in suffering. There is is
0: something that we always share with ourselves, which is pain is inevitable, but the suffering is optional. So I think that's what you were were talking to, alluding to earlier, which is life is 50-50, right? Like, the bad things will happen. The bad shit will happen. At the end of the day, this is the whole spectrum and experience of being human. This is what it is. Yeah. But if we are reacting to the bad bits, that's when we have that suffering. And when we yeah. redefine our relationship with the bad things that happen, that's when we get to feel happy, right? I love how yeah. when you started, you were talking about how um, we don't talk about happiness. We just die straight into unhappiness. You know, that was my, like, I was, like, was so by their first sentence. So powerful. Yeah, Hey, any other questions, uh, Becky, for Zendria? Uh, We're taking turns, right? Remember? Yeah, Just okay, I, I'm going to go off book because actually, <laughs> I have a list of questions But I thought that, um, you know, you were talking about um, I want to say that my biggest takeaway was when you said anger is not an action
1: mm.
0: I was like, oh my god, and anger is not an action But I, I think a lot of people are obsessed with finding a good reason to continue to feel bad Right? It's like the justifying, the justification, and the validation of the bad. I can
2: relate to that very much. Yeah, that was your
0: version 1.0, is it?
2: (laughs) Yes. And I think that when I really examine again, looking into needs and fears, yeah, Mm. because a lot of the whys come from there, Mm. I realized that anger gives us a sense of significance. Like if I already feel like you've done something and that I have no control over, The instinctive need is to have control back over my life. I don't want to feel like I'm your victim. Mm. But at the same time, we're not even being very aware of the fact that life, we have no control over anything in life. Control is an illusion, Mm -hmm. right? No control over what happens, no control over other people, what they do, what they choose to do or not to do. No control over even our own emotions. We feel what we feel, right? Mm. But we give too much power to control and we don't give enough power to power the fact that we do have power to respond Mm. and so in this sense I think when we feel righteously angry we are seeking some sort of validation that Mm. hey you just treat me like rubbish that's not okay Mm. right so holding on to anger makes us feel like there is some kind of justice Mm. but it's all very emotional kind of thinking It's Mm. not logical thinking. So then we suffer. Because anger, hatred, blame, judgment, resentment,
1: it's not fun, right? Mm. So it is suffering. Mm -mm -mm. I have a question, right? So as a public figure, you must get a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of negativity online, right? Do you ever get affected or angry? How do you deal with negative people, negative comments?
2: It's interesting because I think when I first started making my videos, I would see some comments like there would be, you know, let's say a hundred great comments and then there will be like one comment, okay? <laughs> That's not fantastic. And then you spend like the day thinking about that one comment. Mm. And then I was like, wow, this is such interesting behaviors, Andrea. <laughs> like, why do I behave like this? And then I realized that this is human nature again because it brings out that insecurity right? Because we have this need to be validated and accepted. And then the negative comment feels a bit like a rejection, you know, it feels a bit like an acceptance here, yeah. right? And it's hurting our ego. And so when I started to look at that, and, and it, initially, I was um, very bothered by the fact that, you know, there were some comments that said, uh, like, like they commented on my English and the accent. What? Yeah, yeah. And I was already, then I realized like the reason I'm triggered is because I was already feeling insecure about the way I spoke. Yeah. And I realized that it was the self-judgment mm. that made me sensitive to the comment, that mm. made me see the comment as negative Right. Because, you know, if someone calls me a dog, you know, I'm not bothered. I look behind yes. me, no I'm not a dog, Lord. Right, you know? All right? So, <laughs> then I start to examine like, hey, why am I so triggered by this, right? And again, it always comes from examining our needs and fears. And mm. I realized that, hey, I do have this self-consciousness, right? Mm. Uh, and I'm already judging myself. Mm. And so, therefore, what I need to work on the upward spiral is not judging myself, Mm self-acceptance, working on my self-worth and really embracing that as long as you can understand me, it's fine. It doesn't really matter what accent you're speaking. And we love it. We love it. (laughs) it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So again, on the surface, I am confident, you know, I'm not going to let that stop me from doing something, but the trigger, the trigger that happens, we have to examine that. Yeah, Mm. so then when I examine that, I can let it go And it doesn't, it genuinely doesn't bother me anymore now Because I can understand that this is someone else's opinion Just like my mom, she doesn't have to take my dad leaving her Like this personal thing, like he did something to her Now, you know, negative comments People have pain They have their own suffering. A lot of people are not happy. You know, they Mm. are frustrated. They are stressed. And this is the way they can get some validation. Yeah. Right? Mm. By putting someone down, they can feel better. And we understand this. Right? Mm. Because Mm. we ourselves... Can understand when we feel frustrated, we feel stressed, we feel anxious, we feel insecure, and how good it feels when we look at somebody else and they're not doing as well. And then you kind of feel better about yourself, right? Mm. So you kind of then you can see that when you behave like that, it comes from a place of pain and unhappiness, Mm. right? We can recognize it within ourselves. So when somebody says something negative about us or when they write a negative comment, we can also recognize that it comes from a place of pain. So we don't need to adopt their pain, you know? We don't have to receive their pain. We just understand that, oh, you know, this is what the person needs. It's nothing to do with me. Mm. So don't take it personally.
0: Mm -hmm. So other people's opinions are about them. It's not about you. And I think the more we understand human condition and how we're actually driven by our needs and our fears, then we know that when people are acting up, they're also acting up because of their needs and their fears. And then we bring a lot of compassion. And then we just let it slide, you know? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I want to ask about um, Yuri and you. So I'm a big fan of Yuri's uh, videos on YouTube, by the way, the the husband. And uh, I'm interested because I think in your book um, and in your videos, you mentioned about how when you first got married, you went into some roadblocks and challenges, right? Because I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think you were like uh, Zendra version 1.0 then. So maybe you can let us know how do you navigate like disagreements before, what, what, what it looked like? And then now when you have disagreements, how do you actually navigate that and not let it explode into like a full-on argument?
2: It's a great question. We did a lot of work. Mm. <laughs> so let me break down some of the work we did. Well, first of all, I didn't realize, again, a lot of it has to do with perspective. I didn't realize that arguments are not normal. Like all along, you know, we hear people say, oh, you kind of feel like, of course, arguments are normal, you know, two people be together. Of course, how can you not argue, right? But then I realized, actually, it's not really true. Disagreements Mm. are normal. Like two people together, you're not going to agree on everything. You're going to have different culture, different conditioning, different upbringing, all this kind of stuff. So you are going to disagree on a lot of things. But whether or not you argue depends on how you handle the conflict, depends Mm -hmm. on how you handle the situation. And so it was really just knowing that it's possible to not argue that really encouraged me to find out how can we solve a disagreement without arguing. The other thing that really helps... So I'm talking about the foundational things, yeah? Yeah. And of course, it builds up and we practice more and more. Now, the other foundational thing is having the perspective that life is either a celebration or a lesson. Because then, whenever you get into another disagreement, or maybe you talk about something you've spoken about before, like countless times, and if you're tired, you know, then you think, why is it happening again? Why must I go through this conversation again? You know what I mean? Then this feeling... It's the layer of frustration that I'm talking about, the inability to accept. Yeah? Mm. That means I'm not okay with being not okay. Why am I not okay, huh? I already put in so much effort. You know Mm. what I mean? And so when I embrace that life is either a celebration or a lesson, then I my mindset is, well, when things are going great in our relationship, then it's something to celebrate. And when things are not going well, it is an opportunity actually for me to understand myself better Mm. it's an opportunity for me to understand him better and so then I start to see it as uh, great you know (laughs) like it's not suffering when we're actually going through a disagreement this is part of life Mm. and it's an opportunity so the perspective completely changed so then the the situation is still there we have to address it but the frustration and the resentment I can remove it so then Mm. it becomes easier You know, Mm. to address this Mm.
0: So you know, a lot of anger and disappointment in relationships Is because we have this like big manual That we've written for other halves, right? Like all the shoots and all the expectations So how do you handle expectations in your relationship now? Like a relationship, you must have some form of expectations, isn't it?
2: Well, I think expectations and needs are different And also you can have standards without expectations And Mm. standards are just your own guiding principles On how you want to live life Like, you know, I want to live life this way, this way, this way. I prefer to wash the dishes, like, at this time, do the laundry. At this time, you know, whatever it is. That's my standard, right? Expectations Mm. become when we impose our standards onto the other person. Mm. Yeah? So, then we feel like, hey, between the way I do things and you do things, I feel like mine is more right now. So, you should also do it, you know? Mm. So, that becomes an expectation. Mm. And we don't actually... Realize that we're not Taking responsibility for our happiness When we're in a relationship Because subconsciously, we want to be loved Right, we want to be accepted, we want to be sayang You know, we want to be tongue You know, we want to be manja, you know, all these things And so we go into a relationship We outsource a lot of our happiness To our partner, this is why They can make us upset, they can make us Angry, you know, nobody can Make us angry except if we outsource Our happiness to them Mm. And so then we kind of feel like, hey, you promised to love me, ma, so you must make me happy. And then you Mm. do all these things, right? But we don't realize that it actually comes from our own needs. Mm -hmm. And this this thing that I work very much on coaching with my clients is taking responsibility for our needs and our fears. Mm -hmm. And not saying that this is the normal universal rule. You know, uh, a man should do this. A woman should do that. You can't you see you're so wrong. You know, like you, you forgot that. You forgot to text me or you forgot this, you know. Wow, can't you see? So... But then if we really examine it, it comes from, oh, maybe our need to feel secure, our need to feel safe, you know, our our need to feel validated, you know, Um, and then certain things our our partners do hurt us, right? Mm. And when it hurts us, we again need to look into why we're triggered, why it hurts us so much, right? Has to do with certain fears and needs, right? As mm-hmm. opposed to, oh, it has to do with the fact that, yeah, he forgot to buy this for me or he forgot my birthday, you know, or whatever it is that bothers you about your relationship. Mm-hmm. whether it's about trust or whether it's about fairness, yeah, so these are concepts that we need to really understand about mm-hmm. our relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't need to have expectations. We need we can change uh, our needs to preferences. So I can only request something from you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I can express the, you know, um, because I was, you know, if this is, you know, for some people, I get a lot of these questions. I'm going to use this example. So um, maybe I was hurt in a previous relationship and now it's very hard for me to trust Mm. my partner. And it's hard for me to deal with it when my partner doesn't reply my text immediately, or they go out with their friends and they never tell me, you know, and so instead of saying that, you know, wait, you never text me, you know, you should call me, blah, 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 you know, because we're acting out of our fear, mm-hmm. right, which is justified because we've had, we've had a terrible experience. If you have been burnt before, obviously you're going to be fearful of this something now, Right. Um, so the way to approach this, because that is a very accusation, like you making me unhappy, you know, like I need, I need you to give me security, you know, which will drive the person away. You create a bigger gap in the yeah. relationship. Yeah. But if we go down the other path, which is examining our needs and fears, I'd be like, wow, you know, I realize that my previous hurt has made me need more security, need more validation. I realize that so I want to take responsibility for that yeah. which means I work on letting go of that I work on building my own self-worth yeah mm. then at the same time I still have my need my need to feel secure so I can ex- I can express this to my partner I can just communicate this and say oh you know um, when I get upset or oh, I feel so hurt because you know when you went out with your friends I felt hurt I realized that it's because that I feel really insecure. And you can actually say this to your partner. And it'll be great if you can help me with Mm. this for now. I'm working on it. I'm working on not needing that from you. But Mm. in the meantime, it still hurts. Or I still have the fear. So if you could, it'll be great. You know, that's it. And then if they can, they can. If they cannot, well, we have to decide whether we want to be in this relationship or not. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to ask if, let's say, we don't talk about expectations, but let's say we have a baseline of our standards and that person doesn't meet the baseline standard then what happens, right? Then it's not about changing the other person to meet your baseline standard. You just have to decide if you want to be with this person. Yeah. I think it's
2: in terms of like values, mm. you know? Like, you know, I value someone who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, blah, 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 blah. And then if this person drinks and smokes, then it's not like it's a bad relationship, a bad person. It's just that our values don't align.
0: Correct. Right. Correct. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Becky, any more questions?
1: Um, I wanted to ask, right? Mm. Um... Like with, with all the shit happening in the world recently, mm. like, do you feel mm, very challenged yourself? Do you go through any like uh like a dark period yourself or were your tools very helpful in helping you? This is a great question.
2: Well, I definitely have days when I'm not feeling great. I <laughs> have days where I'm like, oh my God, you know, um, not feeling fantastic and uh, tired, you know, and not very motivated, mm. you know, uh, and at the same time, I feel very alive in a way, like very grateful mm. because I think the, the whole perspective that life needs to be everything okay, I need to feel okay all the time, it's not there. There's no need for for me to be operating at 100% all the time because I I want to be human. You know, I want to be human. I acknowledge that. And I cannot want to be human. And then I want to not have the human emotions and human challenges, you know? Mm. And so just having this perspective, it doesn't, I don't feel negative. So it's possible to feel down and unmotivated and maybe sometimes a bit stressed without feeling negative. Because it's the association. Yeah. so like pain, for example, I used to be really scared of needles. And I got tired of being scared of needles because now we've got to get <laughs> vaccine line, we take blood lines kind of stuff, right? And so I thought to myself, I wonder if I can change my association with pain. Because in a way, pain also make, makes me feel like reminds me that I'm alive. Only if yeah. you're alive, if you can feel pain, my when you're yeah. dead, you cannot feel pain, right? Yeah. And so I'm actually grateful to be alive. So in a way, when I have pain, the association, why, why must it be a bad association? I can mm. just think, wow, this is a this is me being alive. It's fine. Right. And so wow. then I've started practicing just looking when a needle goes in. And it really doesn't feel very painful. In right. much, much less, you know, because you remove the fear already.
0: Mm. No, I was just gonna say that when you feel pain, it's because your nerves are working. So it's you're actually alive. Hurting. Yeah, you're alive. Yes.
2: So yeah, we and can and change the association with mm-hmm. what we used to think is bad or negative. Right.
1: So my takeaway from what you just said is the fear just makes it makes the pain hundred times worse. That's the suffering. Yeah. It's like before you jump out of a plane to go skydiving. It's not when you're
2: skydiving you feel the fear, it's before you jump out of the <laughs> plane, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that you're so fearful But nothing has happened yet Nothing yes. Nothing has You're just standing there Only you feel
1: all this fear already
0: Yeah is that fantasy is that is our that dream A
1: right. human brain
0: Yeah Oh my god Zandra I wish like We had more time So we can keep asking you More amazing <laughs> yeah. questions But, yeah,
1: but we can always do this again time,
0: right? Yeah We need to go into our next segment So um, Thank you Zandra For taking our questions <music> <music> Welcome back So we hope you enjoyed our excerpt from this session that we had with Zendria Ui and that you have many takeaways. She's awesome, isn't she? So if you want more, please go and check out Lito.academy slash happiness playbook the entire session including Zendria's teachings in the first half an hour of the session, some Q&As at the end, uh, then that's available as a replay. Please check out Lito.academy slash happiness playbook. If you are a Lito Academy member, then this entire workshop is already available in the portal forever for you as long as you stay a member okay and if you would like to be a Lighto academy member good news we will be opening our doors really soon sometime in september to welcome cohort number three so please stay tuned okay so um have a great life be happy always and we speak to you again in two weeks time bye